0: Log Talk Radio.
1: word, baby. biblios, many books, taken through the ages, ageless, prophets, apostles, epistles, the gospel, the righteous, the hostile, the woeful, the wonderful. On oh, the Sabbath days or on Sundays, it's easy to find me. It's most likely up in your churches where I might be. It's millions over this earth who would tell you that they like me, but realistically half of them take what I say lightly. You know, they just push me off the table like they don't need me. Uh-huh. Look me in my face like they don't see me. What? Granny's off the church and she won't leave me. Then she comes home from church, but she my name King James Version, born in 1611. I was made to teach rider on how to reach the kingdom of heaven. Might not be saying the same thing as your reverend. The football was broke, but it ain't the way it's living. You probably catch me at your grandma's house, open the Psalms. I was like your grandpa's spouse, over an arm. You catch me in a small jailhouse, over in Grom. I speak about the hotel from nowhere to town. Now I travel through my pages, learn about the ancient. Life and death is in me, but some don't wanna hear me. Misuse me to conquer many lands. Many men have been slaves for who I am. The saint's blood on their hands. Government attempted to get rid of me, and still trying. Society. Refuse to listen to me and still dying I give counsel to disciples I can still grind to remind them that the place they want to be is still dying I could school the school books plus Dr. Seuss in the dictionary, what's written is power, I'm sitting in the parlor, I'm the only book closed, but i open at any hour, it's always an happy head kid
0: with a go-to, with his hand on my head saying he's
1: swear to tell the whole truth, yo dude they got me on the shelf called Dusty, living godly is a must, but don't nobody trust me, I teach about the old trails, mortars the bomb, seven plagues, seven seals, soldiers the swarm, rage in the field, soldiers, storms, the comings, the horns, you a lot of preachers want me on 18 just to make a profit When all I want to do is give you words of the sacred prophets So my creators can see believers making progress I warn them of the dangers and loving material objects Open me up, pray to the God of all men The God of Jacob, Isaac, the God of Abraham May he open up his plan Why he came as a man, God 12 and spread his truth to every nation through the land Yo, we kicked the U.S. once sober but you won't show my name, cause when your friends came, you keep turning my front over. With steps on my back. Use me as a cup coaster, come closer. Let me do my job like I'm supposed Yo, to. There's 66 books in me. Good and plenty. But up north they rip out pages the puffs sends me. But the saints study intensely, cause it's riches in me. But to the wicked I ain't repented. And you can run around wildin' looking in the sky. Or you can read me, choose life or die. Who's right but I, man? A tooth for an eye fire's going I'm the Bible. I'm the Bible. The I hold the keys to survival. I'm here to strengthen God's saints and the world is vital. I'm the Bible. I'm telling you, stop serving these idols. Ain't no other God the Lord holding that idol. I'm the, Bible. I'm the Bible. Original holy scrolls come for lonely souls with the oracles of the moral I'm the, Bible. I'm the Bible. I'm trying to save many men, but any who pretend, his kingdom, they won't be getting there. I'm the number one selling book of all time. I done made billions, but if the people don't understand, I ain't happy. So come get with me, sit with me, and I'm going to show you mysteries. (laughs)
0: Layalat
2: (laughs) Tawab, which means good evening or good night in the ancient Paleo-Hebrew. I am your host, your brother, your friend, as always. Pa and I am joined this evening by Lavia and Hasadaya. I believe Orkai is going to join us shortly, y'all. So welcome to the show, y'all. I hope everybody is healthy. Uh hope everybody is feeling well, in good spirits. hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, it's a Tawab, Shabbat or a good Sabbath. Um, I want to send shouts out to our affiliated schools. Uh, you got Kazakia up there in VA. Um, Stream of Knowledge is the new name. Well, not new. It's, it's the retro name. It's a throwback. Uh, they went back to using. And to the best of my knowledge, uh, all of his camps, um, including Virginia, Houston, uh, Rochester, are all under the umbrella of Stream of Knowledge. So I want to send shouts out to those brothers and sisters. And I want to send shouts out to our brothers here in San Antonio under the umbrella of Sword of Truth, as well as um, the brother Carl Cobb down in Guatemala. Our new additions, brothers and sisters, in Canada and uh, California. And shouts out to our brothers out in the Kirk, in Albuquerque, man. The brother uh, Aish and the brother Dahlia as well as other brothers. I'm sorry, it's stream of wisdom. Stream of wisdom. The water ock for that correction. Michelle, but check your emails too. I, what did I say? No, i was going to say
0: wisdom,
2: but stream wisdom. No. Stream, stream of wisdom, y'all. Stream of wisdom. So those are the affiliated schools and uh, the umbrella that Kazaki's uh, camps fall under. Stream of wisdom, y'all. All right? Lock here. I messed that up. <laughs> All right, y'all. So if it's your first time tuning in to the show, uh what I'd like to do is I like to do about an hour of news, uh current events, followed by the topic. Uh and this evening's topic is Never Wax Pale, Christ and His Passion. And this is uh a, a continuation of a series that I started many moons ago, uh under the title Never Wax Pale, man. Uh, so I'll get into that the second hour. In um, the first hour, like I said, I'm going to cover some news, some current events, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff that I want to unpack, man, that's been happening uh, here in the States, man. It's popping off, man. It is popping off. Um, what else was I going to say? I lost my train of thought, y'all. I apologize. Um if it's the first time tuning in, we are Hebrew Israelites, Hebrew being our language, Israelite being our nationality. And uh, we are definitely the people of the book, and this has been proven, and we, we, we pride ourselves on proving the facts that we are the people of the book historically, biblically. The Bible is, in fact, a history book. So we use a lot of sources, uh, and we, we do a lot of research, man. We do a lot of research. It's not uh, speculation. It's not an assumption. These are proven facts that we are, in fact, the people of the book. So, if you just tune in, this who you listen to. This, this is the direction everything's going to be going. Um, but welcome to the show. So we get Matthew chapter six and verse nine. I'll read this, like I always do. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father. so this is the prayer we need to be sent up on the daily, brothers and sisters, so we can get the hell on, man. So we can get little. Get up out of this place, man. This God forsaken, tragic, disgusting, filthy, wicked, abominable, fornicating place, man. Get the hell on. Now give me Psalms chapter one eighteen, verse twenty four. And I wanna to apologize too, also, you I know a lot of y'all um that are listening in were looking forward to meet uh um, doing the show this morning at 10 a.m. but uh you know I had to I had to go to the plantation this morning y'all so I had to push the show back to this evening but uh here we are man Here we are here we are uh, I try to be uh faithful as, as well as Mashaba um and by the by uh in doing blog talk radio we've been doing this for hell over 10 years now and I think we've been pretty consistent, man. It's it's a plethora of classes on the uh website, man, that y'all can go back and check out. A lot of arch, a lot of great, great archive shows, man. Um shows from Karash back in the day. Uh, which is I'm an amateur historian. Karash is a, a aged <laughs> And I'm not just talking about his age. I'm talking about the, the time and the effort that he put in combing through these history books and the books that he had access to. And thinking about the age in which he would have came into the knowledge of the truth, wasn't no internet. <laughs> wasn't no internet. So this brother was pounding the pavement, uh, going to these libraries and gathering this information and collecting books uh, like the elders, man, out of 1 West, man. Shout Shouts out to them. Shouts out to uh um, Karash, man, like I said, for blessing us with some uh, very dynamic classes. Him and Carl, Kyle, Kyle also, man, another age historian. Uh, but those classes are archived, y'all, and please go back. Do yourself a favor, man. Go back. Go back uh, to to where it all began, man, to where it all started. Uh, back in the archives, man, our early days of doing Blog Talk Radio. Uh, back, back in the days when I was named or uh, called Brother Lee. That's way back Way back, man was back when we were still doing um, The DVDs Because we were recording at the school, man A lot of great classes, uh, too, man If y'all got those laying around And I'm talking to my brothers and sisters That that have been here in San Antonio Part of the camp for any Substantial amount of time Uh, Y'all got those videos Floating around of those classes we did, man Some bangers uh, way back in the day, man. But anyway, man, I'm just saying all that for y'all to go back and check the uh, archives out. A lot of uh, interesting classes, a lot of deep classes that people are still debating on to this day, man, and I, I scratched my head on it, but like the scriptures say, it's nothing new under the sun. I was watching uh, Sakari last night, man. I really like Sakari, man. I don't necessarily agree with uh, all their doctrine, but they Israelites, man. They believe in Christ. They keep the law. They believe in the principles of Christ. And uh, I rock with them, brothers, man. I check them out. And I've said this before, I man. If I had to put a, a, a label on those brothers, it would be that they were the the, the pop culture Israelites. And I don't mean that uh, any disrespect by that at all. I just mean that these brothers really have their finger on the pulse of Israel, man. Because they be they be in everything, man. They do the debates, uh, the Machete Mondays, which I was checking out last night. They also do a, a a relationship uh show man in which they uh they basically are giving um free marriage marital uh marital counseling to israelites man online man it's, I like the work those brothers are doing man and not just them man a lot of israelites doing great work IUC just opened up a new school in Ghana uh all praise to the most high brother Dagahobashi me of those brothers man uh doing good works man like I said, I don't necessarily agree with uh, all the brothers' doctrines and uh, politics, but I agree on the fact that they are are my brothers and, and they are doing good works. They believe in Christ and the principles of Christ and they keep the law. And they're battling and struggling and they're doing the same thing. that all of us who say that we are in this thing that we call the truth are doing and going through, y'all. So uh, shout-out to those brothers, man. Matter of fact, let me hit them with this. Boom. All right, y'all. So I want to kick this off with an article that a brother actually sent to me. Uh, Shout-out to Brother Troy, man. It's been a minute since I've seen you. But uh, shout-out to you, brother, for dropping this on on us, pulling my coattail to this. Uh, read this, lobby, y'all. Tell them where you reading from, and give them the date. This is an old article, y'all, but you know how I do. I, I cover stuff, old news, whatever. If it's current, if it's news, I'm gonna try to cover it. And uh, I like to say the water to y'all too, man, for sending me y'all um, news articles and current events and all that information y'all send me. And I try to work it in, man. Sometimes I get too much, <laughs> but it's all good. I'd rather have too much than nothing, man. It just knows that uh. Y'all are supporting the show, and y'all got y'all ear to the ground, man, which y'all should because the Hawa Shai said in Matthew chapter 24 that we should watch, man. We should watch for the times because in that whole chapter he described uh, the end of the world and uh, his second coming and whatever's going to look like, and the things we need to be on the watch for. So the water to you, brothers and sisters, for doing that. Keep them coming, y'all. All right, Lobby, y'all, tell them where we at. This is the
0: CNN Business. Dated June 23rd, 2023. Meat without slaughter.
2: <laughs> what does this say?
0: Meat without slaughter.
2: And I covered this, too, uh, before in the previous broadcast. It was another article, but it's pretty much the same thing, y'all. Meat without
0: slaughter. Go ahead. And come, Did you tell me when you was reading from? from? Yeah, CNN Business. Um, dated June 23rd, 2023. It says, uh, meat without slaughter, here's everything you need to know about lab-grown meat. New York CNN soon, Americans are going to be able to try chicken that comes directly from chicken sales rather than, well, a chicken.
2: Right, and when it says chicken sales, it ain't talking about they having a sale at the grocery store. It's talking about actual human or uh, not human but actually uh actual uh biological sales of a chicken you know?
0: on wednesday the u s d a gave upside foods and good meat the green light to start producing and selling their lab grown or cultivated chicken products in the United States.
2: I for one do not believe that this is the first time they've been uh selling fake meats and fake foods, man. And I'm saying this because I'm going back to um, probably about, man, what, five, six years ago, maybe uh, further back than that. Y'all remember the article that they had regarding McDonald's using pink slime in their ground beef products? Well, that same pink slime is incorporated in all ground beef, man, in the U.S. In fact, when I talked about this before, I think on the last week's show that uh, ground beef is banned in other countries, man. Uh, U.S. Brown beef is banned in other countries because of the pink slime. So I, for one, do not believe that this is the first uh, instance of them selling us uh, fake food, fake meat, man, genetically mortified food, you know?
0: Don't run to the supermarket just yet, though. It's going to be a while before you can buy cell-based meat in stores. Though you should be able to get a taste at a restaurant sooner. Here's everything you need to know about lab-grown meat.
2: And they act like people are just also happy about this and standing in line to receive, like I said, genetically mortified food. And I use the term mortified because it's dead. There's no nutrients in it. There's no life in it. It's not, none of uh, beneficial of, uh, no benefits from it. None. You're eating fillers. That's basically what they are. And I don't know if y'all noticed. I, mean, I hate to bust you bubble. But for anybody that's, oh, okay, I'm not going to eat no meat. I'm going to go vegan. And you're eating all these um, Beyond Meats. What's the other brands? Um, the fake meats. The plant-based meats. The plant sources. Um, uh, all those, all those big brand name um, distributors that make this this uh, plant based meat. <laughs> it's got a lot of things in it, y'all. That is not good for you. Specifically, our brothers Impossible it's Burgers, Impossible Burgers, yeah, all of that. So it has a lot of soy in it. Soy is. Very damaging to the male hormones, particularly the hormone testosterone, y'all. Like I said, man, hate to bust y'all bubble. (laughs) Get off the fake meat. Get off the fake meat. Anyway, Reno.
0: Here's everything you need to know about lab-grown meat. What is it? In a nutshell, lab-grown meat or cultivated or cell-based meat is meat that is developed from animal cells and grown with the help of nutrients like amino acids and massive bioreactors. This happens in a production facility that looks a lot like a brewery. When you picture it, don't think of people in white coats and hairnets peering through microscopes into petri dishes But instead, people in white coats and hair wandering between giant (laughs) bats. All
2: right, so let's get Ezekiel chapter 4. We're going to start at verse 9 because this was prophesied in the Bible, y'all. Whether or not we realize this, this is why the Bible is the world's bestseller. Because the most high says something's going to happen, he gives it to the prophets. The prophets record it. They scribe it. And guess what? It actually happens. This is how you know the Bible is a real book. It's not a book of fiction. So let's go to Ezekiel chapter 4, and I want you to start at verse 9.
0: Ezekiel chapter 4, verse 9. Take thou also unto thee wheat and barley and beans and lentils and millet and pitches and put them in one vessel, and make thee bread thereof. According to the number of the days that thou shalt lie upon thy side, three hundred and ninety days shalt thou eat thereof.
2: Now, this is the prophet Ezekiel, and the Most High given him instructions. Because what the Most High would do with the prophets is, he would have them demonstrate what was going to happen to the nation of Israel by doing certain things, like he's telling Ezekiel right now to make this bread and to he's going to eat it for three hundred and ninety days, and the 390 days were significant because this is how long the Most High put up with the northern kingdom's wickedness and idolatry. And you read on in this chapter, he had to lay on his other side for 40 days, which symbolized, symbolized, uh, symbolized 40 years for the uh, how, how long the Most High had to put up with the southern kingdom's wickedness and idolatry. So these are the examples that the Most High has given to show Ezekiel that these things are going to happen to the nation of Israel. Read on.
0: And thy meat which thou shalt eat shall be by weight, twenty shekels a day. From time to time shalt thou eat it. Thou shalt drink also water by measure, the sixth part of an hin. From time to time shalt thou drink. From time to time. Now listen to what the Most
2: High is telling him. He's telling him you're not going to have access to food the way you're accustomed to having access to food. You're going to eat your food by measure. Hence, you got to go to the grocery store and get it. <laughs> you got to go to your enemy. Like it says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, therefore we should go to our enemy for the want of all things. So this is what the High is talking about, and he's going to get to it and show, show us that this was, in fact, a captivity.
0: Read on. And thou shalt eat it as barley cakes. And thou shalt bake it with dung that cometh out of man. He told him to bake what? Dung that cometh out of man.
2: He basically told Ezekiel to make some poop cakes and to eat them. Now, why did he tell him to make poop cakes and eat them? Watch this. Read.
0: In their sight. And the Lord said. And he said that everybody's going to see
2: you eat these poop cakes. Read.
0: And the Lord said, even thus shall the children of Israel eat their defiled bread. What did he say? Even thus shall the children of Israel eat their defiled bread.
2: He's making Ezekiel to do all of this because this was symbolic. This was allegory for the children of Israel, us, doing what? Eating defiled bread. Eating defiled bread where? Read.
0: Among the Gentiles. Read whither I will drive them.
2: This was punishment from the Most High. So the fake meat, the lab-grown meat, the damn um, ground meat with the pink slime in it, all of this was prophesied by the Most High.
0: we reading it right now. Read that verse again. Ezekiel 4 and 13. And the Lord said, Even thus shall the children of Israel eat their defiled bread among the Gentiles. Whether I will drive them.
2: This is a direct punishment for our disobedience to the Most High, man. This is why we're eating this defiled bread. And remember what Christ said in Matthew chapter twenty-four. I was not trying to do that. Remember what Christ said in Matthew chapter twenty-four when he said, "Except those days be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved. No flesh. So you could try to go." As vegan as you wanna go, as plant based as you wanna go, but I already told y'all that what they doing to the damn uh, plant based meats that they making that's in the grocery store. And I didn't even mention that all the pesticides that are in the fruits and vegetables. Come on man, the only way we're getting out of here is Yahweh Shah coming back to get us soon. To make for him the only way we're getting out of here is if he makes the time short. Let's get uh, this one right here. And, Michelle, I sent you all of these. I, uh, I emailed them to you. So if you can post them, that would be to wild. I still don't know how to do that. All right. I have to to read this one.
0: From NPR.org. Law says a black patient bled to death because of a hospital's culture of racism. Because of what? A hospital's culture of racism.
2: So, this black brother and sister died in the hospital giving birth to their son. Um, C-section. Hold on, y'all. Okay, the what off. Um, Read that again.
0: Lawsuit says a black patient led to death because of a hospital's culture of racism. Mm-hmm. Read them. Los Angeles, the husband of a black woman who died hours after childbirth in 2016, sued Cedars-Sinai Medical Center on Wednesday, saying she bled to death because of a culture of racism at the renowned Los Angeles hospital. Charles Johnson IV said he discovered the disparity in care women of color receive at Cedars compared to white women during depositions in his wrongful death lawsuit that is scheduled to go to trial next week in Los Angeles Superior Court.
2: Right. And uh, there are other articles um, talking about this. I read one where it said that, um, the brother did sue them, and I believe uh he got like a million dollars or something like that, but that's irrelevant because it can' ain't gonna bring his wife back he 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 would rather have his woman back man with some damn money, especially some money he's gonna get back right back to his enemies any damn way, right back to the people that killed the woman
0: the um you know that judge um judge hatchett. There's a judge, a black judge, um, that she has like a little... Uh, you got to speak up. There's a black judge that has like a a show on TV. Her daughter-in-law also passed away from hemorrhaging.
2: Same hospital?
0: I don't think or it's same different hospital, hospital, but just black death in general is rampant in hospitals.
2: Yeah, um, and I should have pulled it up, but the same thing goes on here in Texas. Read on?
0: There's no doubt in my mind that my wife would be here today and be here Sunday celebrating Mother's Day with her boys if she was a Caucasian woman, Johnson said at a news conference outside the hospital. The reality is that on April 12, 2016, when we walked into Cedar Sinai Hospital for what we expected to be the happiest day of our lives, the greatest risk factor that Kira Dixon Johnson faced was racism. Johnson died about 12 hours after having a scheduled cesarean section that was performed in 17 minutes to deliver the couple's second son, Langston. Sloppy. it was butchery, attorney Nicholas Rowley said. It shocked everybody that we deposed. All the health care providers, even the head of obstetrics here, the head of labor and delivery, looked at it and said, no, I've never seen one done that fast.
2: So, They were shocked that it was done that fast. And what's interesting about this too, y'all, is especially in our community, man, when when our women go to um, the OBGYN, they get pregnant or whatever, they're always told this tale about your hips are too narrow, your pelvis is too narrow, you can't have natural childbirth. So they automatically set them up for c section yeah, I know they get like ten racks for a C section, right? People don't believe that doctors are just people like everybody else trying to what? Pay their bills, trying to buy stuff. Might he might have seen a nice handbag he wanna get for his woman. They're people. They're conniving ass people. They're evil ass people. But they are definitely people, man. But they always present this C section stuff to our women talking about like I said, Pelvis too small, hips too small, whoop, 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 or whatever. But how did they do it back in the day, in biblical times, when a woman's hips was too small? Cause I haven't read in the scriptures. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm sure it was some medical emergencies where a woman would have to have a C-section. But I don't read that in the scriptures. I read about in Exodus chapter 2, I believe women sitting on stools to give birth on a stool which would make sense because gravity would help pull the baby out but this place has has women spread eagle land on their back and down stirrups giving birth that makes no sense and then now we're finding out not only are they getting getting rich off of us but killing us in the process this is the diet from and I hate to say this because it's surgery, but a basic, simple procedure. You know?
0: Despite signs she was bleeding internally and over the desperate pleas of her husband, Kira Johnson languished for hours without being readmitted to the operating room.
2: For hours, y'all? If you're a nurse in this hospital, and we're going to hear the testimony or the quotes that this uh, black... I don't think she was a nurse. I think she was an anesthesiologist. She gave giving uh, her accounts of this tragedy, but it says for hours something could have been done. You could have forced the envelope. Hell, call the police. There's a lot of things that they could have done to save this sister's life, man. Read Read on.
0: Until it was too late, the civil rights lawsuit said. At one point, a nurse told Charles Johnson that his wife wasn't a priority, according to the lawsuit. She died from internal bleeding. Nearly 90% of her blood was later found in her stomach, Raleigh
2: said. 90% of her blood was concentrated into one part of her body. So you can only imagine how she died. So that means she didn't have any blood in her veins, her arteries, any blood in her legs. All the blood was just concentrated in her stomach. It's like she she basically drowned in her own blood. It's a horrible way to die, man. What a Mashaba. Yes, y'all. It's Exodus chapter 1 and verse 16 where it talks about uh, the women giving birth on stools. Read out an article.
0: Her bladder had been lacerated and she hadn't been properly sutured.
2: Wow. Go ahead.
0: The hospital which has fought the malpractice lawsuit said in a statement, that it was founded on principles of diversity and health care for all, and it rejected, quote, any mischaracterization of our culture and values, end quote.
2: And it's just like, so they always speak a good game after the fact when something tragic like this has happened to us. Um, I'm going to get into it. Keep reading.
0: We are actively working to eradicate unconscious bias in health care and advance equity in health care more broadly, the statement said. We commend Mr. Johnson for the attention he has brought to the important issue of racial disparities and maternal outcomes. Kira Johnson's death led her husband on a crusade to advocate for reducing maternal mortality, which is especially high for black women. Before the pandemic, which increased deaths of women of color during childbirth black women died at 2.5 times the rate of white women according to the national
2: uh-uh. center hold on read that again
0: black women died
2: uh, the whole thing
0: before the pandemic which this,
2: now this is before the pandemic read
0: which increased deaths of women of color during childbirth Black women died at 2.5 times the rate of white women.
2: Is that a coincidence, y'all? Is that equality? Is that, oh, people are just people. Is that, oh, there's no racism. Racism does not exist in America. America does not have a race problem. Is it that? It don't sound like that to me. And it ain't just this article, man. Every day you can pick out an article either exactly like this, identical to this, or similar to this. And it's not a coincidence. Read.
0: According to the National Center for Health Statistics, Charles Johnson has testified before Congress and at the state capitol in Sacramento in support of a variety of bills, including a 2019 state law that requires doctors and nurses identify implicit bias at work and a recent bill that would lift the cap on medical malpractice awards Johnson <laughs>
2: they're trying to limit how much people can sue them for huh? they're trying
0: to lift the cap
2: for their oh, right now they're trying to take the cap off go ahead
0: Johnson would not benefit from a change in the malpractice law that currently caps awards at $250,000 the case is scheduled to go to trial May 11th though recent court filings indicated the two sides were close to reaching a settlement. The civil rights case would give Johnson another avenue to collect damages and hold Cedar sinai accountable. He's also seeking an injunction that would require the hospital to make changes to protect mothers mothers and women of color. But proving a civil rights violation in healthcare is difficult because most laws require showing discrimination was intentional, said Brietta Clark, a professor <laughs> at Loyola, Loyola Law School.
2: Intentional. What could be more intentional than a woman lying in her own blood for hours? This sounds intentional to me. You're at a hospital having a baby. You would think that they would be equipped to hemp. It's a baby. This. It's not like it was a gunshot, a stab wound. She's having a baby. Y'all are supposedly trained for this. What more proof did they need? But this just goes to show the disparities between us and our white counterparts, y'all. Read.
0: Compared to when civil rights laws were enacted, a lot of the kind of unequal treatment that we see in health care today does not seem to be explicit, Clark said. It does not seem to be conscious. A judge had rejected Johnson's effort to change the malpractice case to add the civil rights action.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, but is he trying to say that they didn't purposely do this, that they were not consciously discriminating Mm -hmm. against her? Mm -hmm. You let a woman sit on the table and bleed for hours and you ain't conscious of it?
0: Anytime she sure wasn't even on the table They said
2: they were trying to get them back Oh, back back on the table
0: mm-hmm. like they, they sealed her up they, they
2: had already sealed her up I guess she was in her room And you just, you don't see nothing going on You don't see nothing wrong And I'm sure, and you know how we are Especially sisters We're going to let you know when we hurt We're going to let you know when something ain't right We're going to let you know when we in pain But they were not conscious of the fact this was something was wrong. Read.
0: A judge had rejected Johnson's effort to change the malpractice case to add the civil rights action partly because deposition excerpts did not show the hospital racially discriminated in the treatment it provided. Wow. Dr. Kimberly Gregory, an obstetrician and gynecologist at the hospital testified that she lived with uh Quote, open quote, structural racism, close quote, unquote, every day, and it prevents <laughs> black patients from receiving the same care as whites, according to court papers.
2: She works there, and she said she lived with it every day. She was dry snitching. She said she lives with it every day. She was talking about she got to deal with it every day at work. That's basically what she was saying. Read.
0: She also said Kira Johnson should have gone back to the operating room sooner. Dr. Sarah Kilpatrick, chair of the obstetrics and gynecology department, testified that she told Charles Johnson, I'm sorry, we failed your family. This shouldn't have happened. Angelique Washington, a black surgical technologist, said patient safety was out the door when Kira Johnson came into the operating room.
2: This is another sister that worked there. She's giving the same account.
0: Washington, who has more than 30 years of experience, said she routinely witnessed different treatment of black women but was afraid to speak up. When I see my black patients come in, I say an extra prayer, Washington said. I say a silent prayer that all goes well.
2: And this be the problem a lot of times, too, y'all. We don't want to say nothing. How could you see your people going through something like this, and you work at this establishment, and you don't say nothing about it? Nothing? But this just really goes back to show that the hatred that we have for one another now, man. Read
0: Because
2: you do have racism, very much so, in the operating room. You do have racism, very much so in the operating room. That's really something to ponder over, y'all. It really is. I know when I read, this, read that part right there, it gave me chills because I just had surgery. I'm like, damn, I didn't think about that. You can't, it's letting you know you can't go anywhere without your race being a factor. But they want us to believe that Racism does not exist, that racism is over is a thing that will passed. Is that it?
0: No. There's a little bit more. Go ahead. Clark said the evidence identified by the judge as weak were more general statements and not specifically about discrimination by the provider. She said the mm-hmm. key thing for Johnson's legal team will be to show a pattern of discrimination. Rowley said the effort to amend the case was a long shot. He has since gathered other evidence from additional depositions and will be able to seek data such as the number of black women that have died at Cedars to support his claim in the new lawsuit. Kira died because she's black, he said. Women of color don't get the same treatment as white women. That's a fact.
2: I hope y'all are that racism is in fact an institution. Here you have the Racist institution of the hospital Murdering a black woman And then you get the, the, the judicial Racism System of the law Upholding What The Hospital racist system did But They say that there's No racism in America Race America does not have a race Problem Give me first Thessalonians 5 and 3. And somebody else give me Jeremiah 23 and whatever it's 25. Be 1 Thessalonians first, though. You know, and then the thing that gets me to, y'all, is they make that argument about, oh, y'all always got to pull the race card, or why, why y'all say things always have to be racially motivated, or why y'all always talk about race. They use this term so much that I believe that a lot of us have started feeling bad, that we see something that's going on that's races, and because of what they say about us when we mention the race card, we don't want to say nothing. I really believe that that's what's happened to a lot of us. And a lot of us want to pretend that this stuff really does not happen and it doesn't exist. Or are we just in disbelief because we've never been uh,
0: confronted with it. Go ahead. That's a perfect example of gaslighting when they're making black people feel like they are crazy mm-hmm. for seeing something that they really are seeing, but when they downplay it and make they white people make black people feel some type of way, that's a form of gaslighting.
2: Uh, the water for that terminology. I never understood that that term, but I guess I'm gonna what Michelle say, I'm learning day. <laughs> <laughs> First Thessalonians 5, 3.
0: First Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 3. <clears throat> for wind they and safety.
2: Oh, there's equality. Race, oh, that's old. Racism is old, man. Y'all outdated. What's the term they got? for uh, People that they call outdated. Oh, you're a boomer. boomer. You're a boomer. <laughs> that's a thing of the past. Read it again.
0: For when they shall say, peace and safety.
2: Oh, y'all tripping. Y'all always caught up on race. You know, America is the land of the free. You can do anything, be anything you want to in America. That's the peace and safety. That's the dream they've sold our people on. Read.
0: Then sudden destruction come upon them.
2: Then sudden destruction comes how?
0: Upon them. Read has travailed upon a woman with child
2: yes pun intended like a woman with child we think everything is peachy honky-dory <laughs> but no that ain't the case y'all ice cube said it best how i learning we behind enemy lines dog he the enemy now yeah i
0: know
2: i heard Re-
0: And they shall not escape. And what? And they shall not escape. As long
2: as we're caught up in that ideology that our color don't matter, what's going to happen?
0: They shall, They excuse me, (laughs) and they shall not escape. We are
2: Mm -hmm. not going to escape, y'all. If we stay caught up in that mindset, the American mindset, what do I call it? M-I-A made in america now give me jeremiah
0: jeremiah chapter 23
2: verse 25 everybody got it read this one
0: i have heard what the prophet said that prophesied lies in my name saying i have dreamed i have dreamed
2: (laughs) What prophet said this? What person you know that said this, y'all?
0: Martin King.
2: Martin King or Michael King, which was his original name because his father adopted the Martin Luther from the cat Martin Luther that started the Lutheran church, (laughs) the Lutheran religion. That was not his original name. But he the one said this. When we bring this out to our people, man, they be ready to fight. We was in Baton Rouge protesting the Austin Sterling murder, and we were street teaching, man, and my goodness. We had to get the hell out of there because those people was about to bum-rush us when we brought this scripture out and started talking about Martin Luther King. This is how much our people are sold still on martin's dream, but what was martin's dream, man? The little white boys and little black girls with whole hands <laughs> His dream was integration y'all go back and do the research co- uh, Zop did an excellent excellent class probably about a year ago uh entitled the Black Nuclear Family. I believe he had like four or five parts of it. But he brought out some staggering statistics on how we did better when we were uh, segregated as opposed to when we got integrated, that our graduation rates were higher, that uh, we we, uh, held more skilled positions, and we benefited our communities better before integration, But everybody like to say what? Man, remember the dream. Remember Dr. Martin Luther. When I know, I can remember being told as a kid, if I was up just doing homework or something and just went off into a daydream, my mom would tell me, hey, wake up, stop daydreaming. But now King has sold everybody on that a dream is a damn good thing. And you still got kids saying what, man? I gotta I gotta bring my dream to fruition. I've dreamed this. I I've gotta make it happen. It's a dream. It's my dream. A dream is just that, y'all. It's something that's fictitious. It's false. It's not real. Cause King's dream was to for us to be equal when that was never gonna happen. Because people are different. People are not the same. Look, man, look at all the things that the most high created. And all of them are different. Everything he created. Everything's different. There's nothing that the most high created that's the same. Nothing. Everything is different. And he created it that way for a reason. But we get sold on this, oh, everybody's the same. We're all the same. No, we don't even have the same mannerisms. But look look at the stupidity our people go
0: for and still going for. Read it again. Verse 25, I have heard what the prophet said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed.
2: And somebody find me that scripture where it says, uh, look at the works of the most high, he's made everything two and two. It's in uh, Ecclesiastes, I believe, no, Ecclesiastes, Cux. It says, I've heard what the prophecy prophesied, talking about I have a dream, I have a dream. I have this dream of what? Integration. We're all the same. Look what your dream has caused people, King. Go tell your dream to that lady who lost her life over a damn C-section in the hospital. Tell your dream to the two brothers that was held hostage for hours, by Mississippi police law enforcement, sexually tortured, tortured, and one of the brothers got shot in the mouth. And it was about, it was seven officers, man, and it went from the top on down, from the sheriff all the way down. That show integration, your equality, King. Read.
0: How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies?
2: Is still in our people's heart. The heart's talking about the mind. This this nonsense is still in our people's mind. We still think we're the same. We still think we got rights. We got privileges. Read on.
0: Yeah. They are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. <laughs> King was a what? Prophet of the deceit. Of his own heart and everybody
2: that follows king's dream is a what
0: prophet of the deceit
2: of their own heart your mind is deceiving you and the scriptures tell us in the same book jeremiah that the mind is deceitful above all things you're being deceived by your mind we are not all equal you you read in the damn preamble from from the the um declaration of independence a little too often we hold these self-truths that all men are created equally something like that <laughs> i know i'm butchering it <laughs> these truths go ahead you you you, you recite it Because you know it better <laughs> please did y'all find the scripture i was asking for read it ecclesiastes 33 and
0: 15. so look upon all the works
2: of the most high. it says look upon everything that the most high created read
0: and there are two and two one against another
2: <laughs> duality this is why on a battery you have a what a positive and a negative start in your damn car with a battery you just got a positive and a positive and a positive it'll never start you need to have duality Nothing that the most high created is the same. Read.
0: I awake up last of all as one that gathereth after the great gatherer. No,
2: that's it. That's it. Alright, let's get this book here. Tell me where you read from. We're gonna go to page forty seven. Because they might not take a nigger a nigger's word for it. <laughs> Couser pie. you tripping. You racist. Couser Pye, you always talk about race.
0: This is White Fragility, Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism, by Robin DiAngelo.
2: A white person. Read.
0: Page 47. The body of research about children and race demonstrates that white children develop a sense of white superiority as early as preschool.
2: The, uh, what, 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 huh? Can you read that again?
0: The body of research about children and race demonstrates that white children develop a sense of white superiority as early as preschool. As
1: early as what? Preschool. Two chops to the throat.
2: Two chops to the damn throat. But y'all think I'm making stuff up. They learned this as early as preschool, that they're supreme to all other people. Read.
0: This early start shouldn't be surprising.
2: (laughs) Once again,
0: a white woman wrote this
2: book. She said that this should not be surprising. This is one of their own.
0: Read as society sends constant messages that to be white is better than to be a person of color. Despite the claims of many young children, excuse me, despite the claims of many white young adults that racism is in the past and that they were taught to see everyone as equal, research shows otherwise. What she say show otherwise? Research shows otherwise. Her opinion? Research.
2: What Thomas Fry
0: said? Research. She did research. Read. For example, polls sponsored by MTV in 2014 show that millennials profess more tolerance and deeper commitment to equality and fairness than previous generations did. At the same time, millennials are committed to an ideal of colorblindness that leaves them uncomfortable
2: with. Millennials, colorblind. I don't see color, but it leaves them what?
0: It leaves them uncomfortable with and confused about race and opposed to measures to reduce racial inequality.
2: But they're uncomfortable talking about race, but they don't see color, huh? Hmm.
0: Read. Perhaps most significantly, 41% of white millennials believe that government pays too much attention to minorities.
2: (laughs) Government pays too much attention to minorities, I guess. Minorities uh dying in hospitals just trying to have a baby. Minorities getting kidnapped and tortured by police officers, I guess. Reed?
0: And 48% believe that discrimination against whites is as big a bigger problem as discrimination against people of color.
2: Houseway.
0: Continue, uh, what is Highlight. continue? Is that page 47?
2: 47. Flip to 48. Okay. Read the highlights on 48.
0: Okay, so many in this generation claim that the election of Barack Obama as president shows that we are post-racial.
2: <laughs> oh, Barack. A niggas in office, he going to do some stuff for the niggas. If y'all listening in, in the chat, please list the things that he did for black people. We got time. I'll wait. Rita.
0: These polls were conducted before the presidency of Donald Trump, but as his election has made clear, we are far from being post-racial. Another significant study that was based on the practices of millennials rather than their claim, was conducted by sociologists Leslie Pica and Joe Fagan. They asked 626 white college students at 28 colleges across the United States to keep journals and record every instance of racial issues, racial images, and racial understanding that they observed or were part of for six to eight weeks.
2: They did a test study for six to eight weeks, telling them to write down every Instance of racial what?
0: Issues, images, and understanding. Read. The students recorded more than 7,500 accounts of blatantly racist comments. 75? 7,500.
2: No, you said seven, right?
0: 7,500.
2: hundred. Seventy-five. 100. 7,500. But there is not a race problem
0: in America. Read. The students recorded more than 7,500 accounts of blatantly racist comments and actions by the white people in their lives.
2: Now remind you, these are white people saying this. 7,500 instances of racially motivated situations. Read.
0: Friends, families, acquaintances, strangers. (laughs) So
2: they friends, they families, the acquaintances, strangers all of whom are what color? Also white people. That's why I love this book. She is just really putting Esau on blast. Unapologetically, too.
0: She go in. She even go in on herself. Read on. These accounts come from the generation most likely to claim that they were taught to see everyone equal those who grew up in the age of colorblind ideology after the civil rights movement. Piper and Fagan's study provides empirical evidence that racism continues to be explicitly expressed by whites, even though.
2: Uh, Racism, what? um, Let's
0: see. Piper and Fagan's study provides empirical evidence that racism continues to
2: be explicitly expressed by whites. No, by black people, because we always bringing it up. It's by them. Y'all are the reason we got to bring it up because
0: y'all still doing it. Is that it? Even those who are young and progress, excuse me, profess to be progressives.
2: No, oh, the progressives.
0: So he goes on to give an example for their study, but that's not highlighted.
2: Read verse 17. I'm sorry. Page 17. I'm running a little over y'all, but it's it's all good. I gotta I gotta I gotta unpack this. Where we at?
0: Okay, page sixteen going to seventeen. So the idea of racial inferiority was created to justify unequal treatment.
2: Belief why did they even come up with racism?
0: To justify unequal treatment. Three. Belief in racial inferiority is not what triggered unequal treatment. Similarly, historian Ibram Kendi, in his national book, Award-Winning Work, Stamped from the Beginning. You want page 16?
2: Well, it leads to 17. What does 17 say? Because I want to read all that.
0: 17 starts with us. Okay. trying to get to the point. All right, go ahead. I want, I want the point. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Similarly, historian Ibram Kendi, in his national book, Award-Winning Work, Stamped from the Beginning, yes, explains. The beneficiaries of slavery, segregation, and mass incarceration have produced racist ideas of black people being best suited for or deserving of the confines of slavery, segregation, or the jail cell. Consumers of these racist racist ideas have been led to believe there is something wrong with black people.
2: Something wrong with us, y'all. We just can't get right. This, this goes all the way back to the, the Mormon belief that Ham was cursed. We know Ham is the African, but <laughs> they think it's us. But they say that we're cursed because of our color.
0: And not the policies that have enslaved, oppressed, and confined so many black people. Kendi goes on to argue that if we truly believe that all humans are equal, then disparity and condition can only be the result of systemic discrimination.
2: All right. Uh, you got the uh, – how should I? Y'all probably heard about this. If you ain't heard about it, I know you've seen the movie.
0: You guys? Um, reported from ESPN.com. Line side subject O'Hare alleges toys made millions off life. Reported August 14, 2023. Retired NFL star Michael O'Hare whose supposed adoption out of grinding poverty by a wealthy white family was immortalized in the 2009 movie, The Blind Side.
2: I don't know if y'all heard of this story, but like I said, chances are you've seen the movie called The Blind Side. Sandra Bullock played the white woman in question. Well, they just came and got this little black boy that didn't have family and he wasn't that smart, but he was a great athlete. He could play football and basketball. He was uh, abnormally sized for his age. He was a giant. They they took him in, and they did all this wonderful stuff for him, got him through high school, got him through college, made it to the NFL. But this is the real truth behind the story right here. Read.
0: Petitioned to Tennessee court Monday with allegations that a central element of the story was a lie concocted by the family to enrich itself at his expense.
2: So his brother came on and said they lied. He said they never adopted him. But they did benefit from the hard uh, from his hard labor, from his God given talent.
0: The fourteen page petition filed in Shelby County, Tennessee, probate court alleges that Sean and Leanne Tui, who took O'Hare into their home as a high school student, never adopted him. Instead, less than three months after O'Hare turned 18 in 2004, the petition says, the couple tricked him into signing a document making them his conservators, which gave them legal authority to make business deals in his name. Wow. Pretty serious. The petition further alleges that the Tui's used their power as conservators to strike a deal that paid them and their two birth children millions of dollars in royalties from an Oscar-winning film that earned more than three hundred million dollars.
2: They, they kids got paid too. What else? Go ahead.
0: While O'Hare got nothing for a story quote that would not have existed without him. Oh, wow.
2: so he didn't even get paid, and I don't believe that's the way you pronounce his last name either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did the best you could. I forgot how how to pronounce his last name. Uh, let's get Matthew 10 and 26. What's interesting about this too, man, and Esau, just, they always think they can get away with stuff. But you see how stuff just be coming back from years and years and years ago to, to, to bite them. The truth the truth eventually gets revealed like the whole Emmett Till story why he supposedly whistled at this woman and this woman said
0: it never happened
2: years over years after it happened what's his last name or. michael Orr, yeah
0: they trying to make sandra give up her um for that <laughs> <laughs> esau esau
2: is, is uh how he he carefully ties and binds uh fiction to reality they want her to give her her uh award to, for playing the role it was a role but you know this goes to show and lets you know that that's who they really are that's what they really are. Read this. Uh, Matthew ten twenty six. What we got?
0: Matthew chapter ten verse twenty six. <clears throat> fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall that shall not be revealed.
2: Don't fear Esau. <laughs> His stuff's gonna come out in the wash. Read.
0: And hid that shall not be known.
2: It's gonna be known. It's gonna be revealed. Give me Ecclesiastes twelve and ten. Art, how about pull that uh, Mississippi order for please? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I apologize. I did not intend to go this uh, far with the news. I thought I'd be done by now, but we here.
0: Ecclesiastes twelve and ten. Never trust thine enemy. Say what? Never trust thine enemy.
2: The people that kidnapped you, brought you over here, held you against your will, oppressed you for hundreds of years, is not your friend. Not your friend. A friend would not do this. And you say, oh, well, they didn't do it. Well, their ancestors did it. <laughs> and they still hold them in the bag, which makes them still responsible. What's the, what's the saying that they have in the legal system? Possession is nine-tenths of the law. And we still in the possession of our... Captor's hands. Read it again.
0: Never trust thine enemy.
2: Never do what?
0: Trust thine enemy. It's
2: some good white folk, though. <laughs> Never all, white, trust. All, all white folk waiting like that. And I tell people this all the time, man. My mother, bless her soul. She has a friend, a dear friend. Bless her soul, too, man. Miss Barbara. She's a white lady that goes to church with her. And I am very appreciative to Ms. Barbara for taking care of my mama during her trials and tribulations with this cancer situation. She's been, like the scripture says, a friend, love at all times, with a brother born for adversity. She's been a sister to my mother, y'all. I can't even sit up here in front. She's been all of that in a bag of chips. But for me, to be naive and collectively say that all of her people are that way, I would be lying. I would be lying. Because you get one or two or three, they do not speak collectively for a whole nation of people that are still operating very successfully a system known as racism. I want I us wanna to understand this, y'all. Just because you got white partner, white woman, white friend, white co-worker that's cool or whatever, they do not speak collectively for the whole race. And I don't feel sorry about busting your bubble, pulling your coattail on this. You got to wake up. Read it again.
0: Never trust thine enemy, for like as iron rusteth, so is his wickedness.
2: You leave iron out, it's going to rust. It's designed that way. The element's going to take control of it. It's going to, it's guarantee guaranteed to rust. It's going to happen was letting you know your enemy is guaranteed to be your enemy, <laughs> to do something harmful to you, to do something destruct- destructive to you. Read it again.
0: Never trust thine enemy, for like his iron rusteth, so is his wickedness. <clears throat>
2: he can't help it, y'all. The scripture says you cannot make that straight to, straight which was made crooked. All right, let me get the other article. This is the last one I got, y'all, for the news. We're going to go on with the topic. Mississippi. goddamn Mississippi. Hot damn Mississippi. Uh, Nina Simone. Hot damn Mississippi. You got it? It should be Mississippi, seven white police officers. You got it? I do not. Do here. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Wow. That's what we're doing now, huh? Let me see if I can go back to it. So it looks like they kind of, they, yeah, they kicked us out. So let me just.
0: Can you remember the website?
2: Oh, here it is, right here. It wasn't NPR. It's the Guardian. Here we go.
0: From the dot Com. Former Mississippi officers plead guilty to state charges for torturing black men. A group of six white Mississippi police officers had tortured two black men for an hour and a half during a house raid. In late January, a group of six white Mississippi police officers raided a house in Rankin County, a suburb outside of Jackson and tortured two black men for an hour and a half. The following month, the Justice Department opened a civil rights investigation into the Rankin County Sheriff's Department, and since then, the officers have either resigned or been fired.
2: And, and my cousin Devin, why cuz? He pulled my coattail to this one. Now, I originally seen it on YouTube, man. They, had the, they did an interview on YouTube with the brothers there, I forget the brother's uh, channel that it was, but he did the interview, man, and he was getting choked up in the interview, man, by just watching these brothers and what had happened to him and hearing their story. And then, like I said, the one brother got shot in the mouth, and he 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 couldn't talk that well, and it was it was really touching, man. It was tu- really touching, and, and um, I could see that. You know, because before I watched that, I had watched the um, the Riverfront Brawl. And I can see, man. I don't, I don't know for sure what it is, man. But it's like I was reading in Ezekiel uh, thirty-seven last week, man. That the bones started to, to 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 come to life, man. And like I said, I don't for sure what's going on, y'all. But it's like there's a sense of unity amongst our people that I have not seen in quite some time, man. Read on.
0: Activists have also called For the resignation of Rankin County Sheriff Brian Bailey On Monday, the former officers Pleaded guilty to state Charges of obstruction of justice And conspiracy In the assault of Michael Corey Jenkins And Eddie Terrell Parker The former sheriff's Deputies, Brett McAlpin Hunter Elward Christian Dedman Jeffrey Middleton And Daniel Opdyke along with Joshua Hartfield, a former police officer in nearby Richland, had already pleaded guilty to federal charges on August 3rd.
2: So guess who's going to jail tonight? And this, these people were commonly referred to in the community as the goon squad. So they had been doing this, y'all, but this was the first time they actually got caught. And one of the officers was uh, lying and... Uh, transcripting his time that he spent uh, torturing these brothers, trying to say that he was in a a raid and they were falsifying evidence, all kind of stuff, y'all. But like I said, this goes all the way up to the top. I was moved to see the interview that the brother had did. I wish I could remember his name. Um, But he was choked up giving the interview. The brothers was choked up uh, telling their stories. The lawyer was choked up. But it was just a sense of unity that you felt just by watching all these brothers come together collectively to discuss what had happened to these brothers, man. And you could feel that everybody was genuinely
0: concerned,
2: genuinely happy that uh, Esau was going to jail. It was it was a, a real touching uh, interview to watch, y'all. So if y'all get the opportunity, go on YouTube and see if y'all can find the clip. I wish I could find it. I would have had my shopping post it. Um, give me uh Job chapter eight and verse eight. Archive, I want you to go back to that book and read page twenty two. Matter of fact, yeah, we can get Job. Go ahead and read it. it Job 8 and 8.
0: Yeah. Job chapter eight, verse eight. For inquiry I pray thee of the former age and prepare thyself to the search of their fathers.
2: So it says to inquire about history and prepare your soul for the search of our fathers. It says to prepare your soul, man, because you might not like what you're going to discover. And this is the thing that they're trying to completely write out of all the history books that our children are quoting. Yeah, I see it out the water. So they're trying to write this out, man, And said that this stuff did never happen Because if you can't prove it, it didn't happen. Archive, read this. Tell them where you read it from. Page uh,
0: 22. From the white fragility, people of color may also hold prejudices and discriminate against white people, but they lack the social and institutional power that transforms their prejudice and discrimination. Man, so racism.
2: she's telling y'all it's a big difference between between prejudice and racism. Let you know that, and I think she's gonna say this in this article that black people can't be racist because we don't own nothing. We, however, can be prejudiced though. We can't discriminate, but it's not racism. You know,
0: the impact of their prejudice on whites is temporary, temporary and contextual. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whites hold the social and institutional positions in society to infuse their racial prejudice into the laws, policies, practices, and norms of society in a way that people of color do not.
2: We don't own nothing. (laughs) That's what she's saying. We don't own the institutions. They do. Racism is an institution.
0: We don't. A person of color may refuse to wait on me if I enter a shop, but people of color cannot pass legislation that prohibits me and everyone like me from buying a home in a certain neighborhood. Wait a minute. Drop a bomb on
2: them.
0: People of color may also hold prejudices and discriminate against their own and other groups of color, but this bias ultimately holds them down and in this way reinforces the system of racism that still benefits whites.
2: So we discriminate against each other. We're only perpetuating the system that Esau establishes. Read.
0: Racism is a society-wide dynamic that occurs at the group level. When I say that only whites can be racist, I mean that in the United States, only whites have the collective social and institutional power and privilege over people of color.
2: A white woman said this, y'all. This ain't... cause pardon, write this book. A white woman is saying this. Read.
0: People of color do not have this power and privilege over white people.
2: All right, y'all. So we're going to take a brief, brief, brief uh, intermission, y'all, and we'll come back on the other side of this break, y'all. We'll be right back. so we are back um and we are definitely going to dive into this class entitled never wax pale Christ and his passion man uh if you didn't know Christ's passion your shot's passion is his people man that's what he died for he he died what he was passionate about and that, that Being his people um and, you know i was putting this class together last night man and, you know, you be putting stuff together, and, and sometimes scriptures hit you in a way they never hit you before. That's what I love about the Bible, because you can get something different from it every time you go back and revisit uh, certain scriptures, man, or scriptures in general. But the thing that I have never thought about, man, is that Yehoshua, Christ, created everything him and the angels. He had immense power. He knew the beginning, so he knew before Adam and Eve. He, he knew the beginning. He knew the, the middle, the Middle Ages, and he knows the end times. He knows all of this. And he was put in a body where he was basically Helpless. And I say helpless because he had all this power, but he couldn't use it to save himself. He couldn't use it to retaliate against people that meant him harm. Because he did use his powers, and we know this. He used his powers to bring people back from the dead. He used his powers to pull spirits off of people. Uh, We know it as paranoid schizophrenic and other mental illnesses that people might have. He used his power to to heal people from having seizures. He used his power to do a variety of different things for everybody. But he never used his powers for himself, to defend himself. And this is just something that I I had never considered that, how he had to really come down to almost a base level. And I'm talking about being human as a a, a a powerful angel, the chief angel, to come down in a human body, and he couldn't defend himself, he couldn't stop what was going to happen, and to submit, submit to the Most High's will for him to be murdered like he was. And the scriptures tell us that it behooved Christ to be made. Like unto his breath. It behooved him to be made like us. Like he wouldn't have it any other way. He voluntarily put himself through this when he knew he was gonna have to go through it. The the humility, the I don't even have a word for it, man. To give all of that up. What did John say? He says, what manner of love is this? I don't know. What manner of, I I don't know what love is. What Christ did for us is love. That's the pure definition of love, man. Now, last week, y'all, we went over how Judas Iscariot um, was trying to force Christ's hands to overthrow the Romans. So Israel could be back in power, rulership, and authority like during the days of Solomon. Because this has been, been our history, man, going back to the Maccabees. And even before then, the Most High would send us saviors to deliver us from out of the hands of our enemies. It even tells you that in Luke uh, chapter 1 and verse 76, I believe it is, that we should be saved uh, from the hands of our enemies and all of those that hate us. And a lot of Israelites uh, believe this. Because of our history, because the Most High was sent the Savior to get us out of captivity, and that getting us out of captivity part would usually come by the way of violence, by the way of some type of warfare. But it was different during the time of Christ, and this is what Judas Iscariot didn't understand. And not just him. The other disciples didn't understand it either. We're going to prove this. Let's get Mark chapter 4, y'all, and we're going to start at verse uh, 37.
0: And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish
2: so this is Christ on the ship in the middle of a storm, the disciples coming to him frantic, he asleep, he's tired. Read.
0: And he arose and rebuked the wind and the and said unto the sea, peace be still.
2: Look at the power he had, y'all. Look at the incredible, exuberant amount of power that Christ had. Read.
0: And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this? (laughs) Like, man, what kind of dude is this? Read. That even the wind and the sea obey him.
2: You can control the sea and the wind. You a bad man. The disciples knew the the immense power that Christ possessed. St. John chapter 6 and verse 15. Now, once again, y'all, I'm bringing this out to show that Judas Iscariot was not the only one who thought Christ was going to use his powers (laughs) to overthrow the Romans. The disciples thought this also, and We're displaying the immense power that Christ had because rightly so that I would probably thought that too. Read on.
0: John chapter six, verse 15. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain
2: himself alone. So Christ knew that they were going to set him up as king of Israel. But it tells you in the scripture, he didn't make himself of any uh, reputation. He didn't want that. You know?
0: And then, excuse me, and when even was now come, his disciples went down unto the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rolled about five and twenty or thirty four lungs, they see Jesus walking on the sea.
2: Hold on a second. I'm sorry.
0: And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rolled about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea hey. and drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid.
2: So they're Christ walking on the sea. Now, we've all seen, like, this picture of Christ walking on water, right? And when we see it, it's always calm the water's calm the water's still and he's just walking on water that couldn't be further from the truth because we just read in the scriptures how it was a storm <laughs> and if you if you if you've seen a storm in, in real life or you've seen the storm uh in the sea on television if the waters are not calm you got tidal waves you got wind blowing you got debris from the sea blowing all over the place And here is Christ in the middle of a storm, walking on water. Read. What verse was that?
0: That was uh, 19.
2: 19, Uh, Yeah, we'll read 21.
0: Said unto them, it is I, be not afraid.
2: (laughs) The disciples was afraid. Read.
0: Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land where they went.
2: And then not only did he stop the storms I'm sorry, not only did he walk on water, but he moved the ship instantly to land. <laughs> Look at the power Christ had. Matthew chapter 16, verse
0: 20 Then charged he his disciples, that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time forth began Jesus to shew unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and of chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day.
2: So he's telling his disciples, he's going to die. Now remember, Judas Iscariot thought that Christ was going to overthrow the Romans. But now he's hearing that Christ is going to die? Imagine how disappointed he was. Read.
0: Then Peter took him And began to rebuke him saying Now listen, what, what did Peter do? Peter took him and began to rebuke him
2: Why is Peter rebuking Christ? Because apparently Judas was not the only one thinking The way he was thinking Remember, and we read this too Let's get it again Just to refresh everybody's memory Hold this Let's go back to Acts chapter 1, man I don't want us to forget this this is how we tie all of this together. Acts chapter 1, and read verse 6.
0: When they, therefore, were come together. The they... day
2: is the disciples. And Luke wrote Acts, y'all. So he witnessed this. And we're going to get to it. We're going to get to all all those uh, last chapters in the Gospels of what happened after Christ resurrected and came back. But this was the disciples' When it's talking about, therefore, when, when they were come together, read.
0: They asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel?
2: The disciples was asking, hey, are we going to get the kingdom now? <laughs> so why why was Peter rebuking Christ? Because Peter thought it was time to get the kingdom. He thought that it was time to restore things back to during the days of Solomon, man. Where we would be not in captivity under the, the the demonic idolatrous Romans, that things be like old times again. This is not only what Judas Iscariot was looking forward to, but the whole nation, including the disciples, was looking for being out of captivity. Let's get Luke chapter one. I, I can I can hear. Luke chapter one and start at verse sixty nine. Hold Matthew, come right back to it. Luke chapter one, verse sixty
0: nine and hath raised up an horn of salvation. Well,
2: Start at verse 68.
0: Blessed be the Lord God of Israel.
2: In the New Testament, mind you. He's still the God of Israel. It ain't changed. Read. Really.
0: For he hath visited and redeemed his people.
2: The singular possessive pronoun, his, his people. He's visited and redeemed means to save his people. Read. Really?
0: And have raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David.
2: If you don't understand verse sixty-eight, verse sixty-nine puts it in layman's terms: salvation. That's what redemption means—to be saved. This goes uh, hand in hand with the historical uh, uh, narrative of the Bible. Israel was going into captivity. Get, we 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 uh, we would clean our acts up. The Most High was going to save us. Save us out of captivity. Read on.
0: As he saved by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, mm-hmm. that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us.
2: Everybody knew this. Everybody knew this. That the Most High was going to send a Savior. Now go back to Matthew chapter 16. And what verse are you in?
0: Verse 22. Read. And began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto thee.
2: You ain't going to die. What you ain't going to die. You got all this power. Man, nobody going to kill you. What you mean? You going to let some nigga run up on you? <laughs> I don't think so. Read.
0: But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of the most high, but those that be of men.
2: Because men, Israelite men, was used to what? Us being saved through some type of revolt. Us being saved through some type of revolution. Not us being saved by changing and accepting Christ. By accepting Christ and changing, changing our ways. This was not something that we were used to doing. This was foreign to us. All right, let's get Matthew chapter 19 and verse 27.
0: Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you.
2: So Peter would say, hey, man, look, we yeah. didn't gave up everything. We following you. What's in it for us? <laughs> what are we going to get? What did Christ tell him?
0: Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones. Judging the 12 tribes of Israel. What
2: is that but the kingdom? (laughs) What did he just tell Peter that he was going to get?
0: He told him to get
2: the kingdom. You know damn well, Peter didn't understand he was talking about in the next life. Peter thought he was talking about right now. (laughs) I'm about to set it up right now, and y'all going to get the kingdom.
0: And every one that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last. Let's
2: get Mark chapter 9. We're going to start at verse 33. Mark, chapter 9, verse
0: 33. And he came to Capernaum, and being in the house, he asked him, What was it that ye disputed among yourselves, by the way?
2: So he asked the disciples, hey, what was y'all arguing about? We was on the way over here. Read.
0: But they held their peace, for by the way, they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest.
2: They wanted to know which one of them was the greatest. Read.
0: And he sat down and called the twelve and said unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all.
2: Because Christ was trying to show them that it wasn't about your position. It wasn't about how great you were. It was about the people. This is why he was such a perfect example. Like I said earlier, an angel coming down, being having to live in a human body, having immense power, but didn't use it to benefit himself. He didn't use it to protect himself. He used it for the benefit of other people. He was trying to teach the disciples how to have humility and who who best to do it than him. Read.
0: If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me, receiveth not me, but him that sent me. And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting all devils in thy name, and he followeth not us. No,
2: that's it. That's it. Uh, Give me Luke 22 and 46. Luke 22 and
0: 46. And said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation.
2: So this was Christ right before he was murdered. Read on.
0: And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss? With
2: a kiss. That's cold-blooded, right? And we know what Judas was on. He was trying to force Christ's hand. That don't excuse what he did. still had Christ merch. You know?
0: When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote. The servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear.
2: So and I believe this was Peter that pulled out the Thule and cut this dude's ear off. Read.
0: And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him.
2: Look at this. More more displays of Christ's power. What verse you in? All right, let's get uh Luke 24 and start at verse 15. I'm just showing now, man, the power that Christ possessed and how the disciples seeing his power, the disciples seeing his power on display, which would give them the notion that hey, man, this is how he's going to take the kingdom back. This is how we're going to get the kingdom. All right, you got that?
0: Luke chapter 24, verse 15. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Now, this is
2: when, uh, after Christ resurrected. And we're going to get to this later, but I want to get this part right here. Read.
0: And he said unto them, what manner of communications are these? That you ha- that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad.
2: So he's like, hey, what are y'all talking about? Well, what they were discussing was Christ's crucifixion. Read.
0: And the one of them whose name was Stephas answering said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? He's like, man, you don't know what's been going on in Jerusalem? Read. And he said unto them, what things?
2: What things? What you talking about, Reed?
0: And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and work before God in all the people.
2: So they started telling them about Christ. And then once again, them not knowing this was Christ they was talking to. Reed?
0: And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death. And have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel.
2: What did he say?
0: But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed
2: Israel. It says we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. Hold this and give me Acts 1 and 6 again. They knew... They knew that Christ was going to be the Savior. They just didn't know in what capacity He was going to save Israel. In they thought it was going to be a rebellion like the Maccabees. Acts chapter one and
0: verse six. When they therefore were come together, they asked of Him, saying, "Lord, wilt Thou at this time restore again the kingdom of to Israel?"
2: And you see this. This was the disciples speaking. Let's go back to Luke. It's 24 and verse uh, 21, right? Mm -hmm. Read
0: again. Luke chapter 24, verse 21. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And besides all this, today is the third day since these things were done.
2: So the disciples was hoping that Christ was going to overthrow the Romans too. But the only difference is, between them and Judas Iscariot, is they didn't force Christ's hand and they didn't sell him out mm-hmm. to get him to do it. Husband, I start uh from Caesar to Christ. I want you to read page five seventy. Tell them uh, what book you read reading and where you read from.
0: Mm-hmm. From the Story of Civilization, Caesar and Christ, by Will Durant. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Part 5, Death and Transfiguration, page 570. The feast of the Passover was at hand, and great numbers of Jews were gathering in Jerusalem to offer sacrifice in the temple.
2: Now, this is before Christ was crucified. This is what was going down. Everybody was there for Passover. They were celebrating. You had people in the temple, and this is what happened. Read.
0: The outer court of the, of the shrine was noisy with Watch vendors. The, the outer, sh- outer court of the shrine was noisy with vendors selling doves and other sacrificial animals and with money changers offering locally acceptable currency for the idolatrous coins of the Roman
2: realm. Now, remember, this temple that they were in was Herod's temple. It was the the original temple that Solomon built. But remember, it had been destroyed, man, many times over. And what Herod did was he reconstructed it and basically made it his, but you still had us going there to worship. And then you had us during this uh, particular time under the Romans. We were in there exchanging money we were selling doves for uh, sacrifice, sacrificial offers. This is how you know that it was us and we the people of the book, man. This is some nigga stuff. <laughs> are, you, are you just saying, hey, I, I got them doves over here, dog. I got the doves. Hey, two, two, for, two for three. <laughs> this is what we was doing. Marito.
0: Visiting the temple on the day after his entry into the city, Jesus was shocked by the clamor and commercialism of the booth.
2: Now we already discussed his coming into the city, which was Palm Sunday, him riding on an ass, and the significance of it, the significance of him riding in. So all of these events, were, all of these events were running together. You had him riding into the city, Palm Sunday, everybody see him on the ass, the significance of it is him eat the king of Israel. Uh, then he goes here to this place, to the temple, Read? Really?
0: In a burst of indignation, he and his followers overthrew the tables of the money changers. And the dove merchants scattered their coins on the ground, and with a scourge of rods drove the traders from the court.
2: Now, when you read it in the Scriptures, somebody find me this, find me this story. You're going to read it. When you read it in the Scriptures, you read about Christ doing this. But this book say it was Christ and the disciples that was doing this. Read on.
0: Several days thereafter, he taught in the temple unhindered, but at night he left Jerusalem and stayed on the Mount of Olives, fearing arrest or assassination. The agents of the government, civil and ecclesiastical, Roman and Jewish, had kept watch on him probably from the time when he had taken up the mission of John the Baptist.
2: So Christ had people watching him constantly. Roman spies, Israelite spies, read.
0: His failure to secure a large following had inclined them to ignore him. But his enthusiastic reception in Jerusalem seemed to have set the Jewish leaders wondering whether this excitement, working upon the emotional and patriotic Passover throng, might flare up into an untimely and futile revolt.
2: They thought, what What did they think? What it describes the leaders of Jerusalem and the Pharisees? What did they think? Read that part again.
0: To have set the Jewish leaders wondering whether this excitement working upon the emotional and patriotic Passover throng might flare up into an untimely and futile revolt.
2: They thought that Israel was going to revolt when they seen Christ. Come in and the way that he came in And the miracles that he was doing I hope y'all listening Remember the time of the Maccabees what happened It was a revolt So yeah they would think this Because this was Israelite history Read on
0: Against the Roman power An issue In the suppression of all Self-government and religious Freedom in Judea The high priest called a meeting of the Sanhedrin and expressed the opinion that one man should die for the people instead of the whole nation. That was Caiaphas
2: that said this. But remember, the Pharisees were afraid of Christ taking away their power. Read on.
0: Instead of the whole nation being destroyed, the majority agreed with him. And the council orders the arrest of Christ. Some news of this decision seems to have reached Jesus. Don't worry about it, John. Go ahead. Perhaps through members of the Sanhedrin minority. On the 14th day of the Jewish month of Nisan, or April 3rd, probably in the year 30, Jesus and his apostles ate the cedar or Passover supper in the home of a friend in Jerusalem. They looked to the master to free himself by his miraculous powers.
2: They they did what?
0: Looked to the master to free himself by his miraculous powers.
2: The disciples did what?
0: Looked to the master to free himself by his miraculous powers.
2: See, Jews wasn't the only one that thought this, man. They they knew for sure Christ was gonna free himself. You you might be like, how could they? Or you lost and you don't understand it. Man, come on, man. This is us we talking about. If you rolling with a dude this bad, you feel bad. Like, man, ain't nobody touching us. <laughs> you know who rolling with me? Man, please. This dude just walked on water in a storm. He stopped the storm from storming. Man, you remember old girl brother? Yeah, he brought him back to life. The disciples felt powerful, rolling with Christ, they just knew Christ was going to use his powers. That's why Peter told them, man, you ain't going to die. <laughs> Read on.
0: He, on the contrary, accepted his fate and perhaps hoped that his death would be received by God as a sacrificial now, atonement.
2: this is the part they got wrong. Ain't no perhaps. It's facts. Yes, he knew his death was going to be an atonement for the whole nation. Read on.
0: For the sins of his people, he had been informed that one of the 12 was conspiring to betray him. And at this last supper, he openly accused Judas Iscariot.
2: No doubt. What the disciples didn't understand was this. Let's go to St. John chapter 18. Let's start at verse 33. And it's easy for us to sit up here and, and to say stuff like, "Well, this is what the disciples didn't understand. This is what they didn't get," because we got all the information. <laughs> we got all we. It's an open book test. We got the cheat sheet. They didn't have no damn cheat sheet. These events we're reading about was going on while they was there. Everybody got
0: that?
2: Read.
0: John chapter verse eighteen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, uh. Black Superman. <laughs> Where you at, Love Yeah?
0: John chapter eighteen, verse thirty three. Then Pilate entered entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of Jews? And Jesus answered him, says, Thou didst sing of thyself, or did others tell it, tell it thee of me?
2: So Pilate asked him, man, you the king of the Jews? Christ said, hey, man, did you come up with this? Or did people tell you that I was? Read.
0: Pilate answered, Am I a Jew?
2: <laughs> Read.
0: Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done?
2: What did you do? Your own people delivers you up to be be killed. Read.
0: And Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world.
2: This is what the disciples did not understand. Read it again.
0: My kingdom is not of this world.
2: Christ said his kingdom was not of this world. But the disciples thought that now the kingdom was coming, (laughs) that it was on. It was the time. Christ was making it clear. His kingdom was not of this world. Meaning what? That his kingdom was not yet ready to come. Read.
0: If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight? Read. That I should not be delivered to the Jews? But now is my kingdom not from him?
2: Christ was letting everybody know that it wasn't time for Israel to attack, to take the kingdom to have the kingdom. it wasn't time. He was letting everybody know this. This is what the disciples missed. Because there's another account in the Gospels that said, he said something about, uh, do you, did you not think I could uh, command a legion of angels to come right now and fight for me? Read on.
0: <clears throat> Pilate therefore said unto him, art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king, to this end was I born. Ooh. And for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth hears his voice.
2: So this is what Christ was explaining to Pilate, man, and this is what the disciples did understand. This is what Israel didn't understand. It was not time for us to get the kingdom yet. 26 and verse 53, the water out. Come on, y'all, get real quick. Matthew
0: 26 and verse 53. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels? <laughs> Read. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled? That thus it might be, it he said. Be.
2: But if he took matters into his own hands and did what the disciples and Judas Iscariot thought he was going to do, and how was the scriptures going to ever be fulfilled about him being the atonement, the the ultimate sacrifice for us, his people, the Israelites, to be forgiven for our sins? Man, he knew his job, and his job did not entail fighting with the Romans and taking taking the Romans kingdom over and making it Israel. That was not his job. But this is what the disciples did not understand. This is what Israel as a whole did not understand. All right, y'all. So this is a good stopping place. So I'm going to stop it here. Uh, the water for everybody tuning in. The water for Mashallah, who's looking to broadcast. Uh, the water to everybody. Thank you to everybody for tuning in and listening and for your uh, continued support of Block Talk Radio, man. Um and until next week, y'all. Tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend to please tune in to Cause the Pop.
0: Tuesday. Cause
2: a Pop. Tuesday. Cause a Pop. Tuesday. Every
0: Tuesday.
2: And with that y'all, we are gonna say mm-hmm. Shalom.